Hey there, and welcome to episode 22 of the Rugged Angel podcast. How are you doing today? Are you enjoying your last bits of summer? It's August, and winter is coming. I know not for a few more months, but depending upon where you live in the country, it could be coming much quicker than others. Have you had a chance to follow me on Twitter? at the underscore Rugged Angel. You can also like Rugged Angel Productions on Facebook and follow and subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's also Rugged Angel Productions, where you can get the stream of three of the podcasts that I produce, Down to Watch Podcast, The Scandalized Podcast, and this, The Rugged Angel Podcast. So please rate, like, subscribe, review, etc. It really helps out. If you're in Pittsburgh and you are looking for something to do this weekend, Saturday, August 15th, check out the Rant event, Rock All Night Tour. It's happening in Lawrenceville. This is the fourth annual one. It's an annual outdoor, indoor walking tour concert event. There will be shows from Pittsburgh bands all day long at all different venues. So check them out. Go to their Facebook page, Rant Rock All Night Tour, or you can go to rantpittsburgh.com to check out a full schedule. This episode is with Amanda Waltz. You may know her from her film blog, uh, Steel Cinema. It is uh, basically they cover everything from the local festivals to the drive-in double features that make Pittsburgh a hub for film lovers and filmmakers. She also contributes to Film Stage. She has contributed to the city paper as well as Werewolf Ambulance Podcast. Basically, she's one of those people that make you that much cooler just for knowing her. So by proxy, I think I have gained a few cool points. Thanks, Amanda. Um, We had a great conversation about her dairy farm beginnings, dealing with mansplaining and film. There's lots and lots of talk about film. And I guess that's just what happens when you give a couple of film geeks an hour and a mic. So hopefully you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Your words of wisdom. What you think, you become. What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you create. Buddha. Yeah, <laughs> be the wrong thing. And it's like something you did not want here. <laughs> oh, welcome, Amanda Waltz. Yes, correct. Uh, just like correct. the dance. Correct. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Oh, and uh, joining me on the Rugged Angel podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this will be a good thing as to where. You know, we're basically floating around the same industry here, and um, it'll be nice to get to know you, get to know each other. Definitely. On, yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's, we're just going to talk about you for an hour. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I guess I can handle that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you want to know? Well, are you born and raised Pittsburgh? Or are no. you from? Where are you from originally? I'm actually from Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, Central PA. Yeah, I have a couple friends from there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, geez. There's Eric Walter and Bernadette Ulcimer. Oh, Bernadette. I went to high school with Bernadette. Oh, nice. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I think maybe she's liked some of your posts on Facebook. Probably. So that totally makes sense. Yes. Yeah, we were actually we actually did a drama club together. Oh wow. Yeah. Very small world. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she's pregnant right now. Yes, she is. That's <laughs> it's just like yeah, and it shocked me like Yeah. Like most like you know, you get shocked when your friends are like get pregnant or whatever, but Bernadette I was like Wow, that yeah. really just letting me no shade to Bernadette, but it was just like, wow, that's just like I never in a million years would I have imagined. Yeah. That they were going to ha- I didn't think they wanted kids, but 
Yeah. Yep. They've been uh, doing this married thing for like what ten plus years. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've only I've only seen her. I've I ran into her once mm-hmm. because she was writing for a publication I was writing for. Okay. And we we said hi, and then that was basically it. I haven't seen her since. <laughs> <laughs> so. You were in theater also, you said, in high school? Is that what you said? You guys were in the same... Yeah, we did We did some theater. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she was in... Like, I did some plays in high school. I did one play in college, mm-hmm. and then I just kind of stopped acting after that. Uh, it wasn't anything that... It wasn't something that you wanted to continue at all? Or? Not really. Well, I mean, I, I intended on studying film when I went to college. Okay. Um, so I went to University of Pitt at Greensburg mm-hmm. for a couple semesters, and then I transferred to Pitt, Maine enrolled in their film program um i did some film production but mostly my focus was on uh just film analysis film theory okay so i did a lot of uh my specialty was sort of eastern european film so i took a lot of russian film interesting yeah and a lot of polish film things like that um that was kind of my focus for a while what Um, brought you to that focus was there anything it was just I just really enjoyed those films. Really? Uh, yeah, I took Russian I took a Russian film course and the professor was very very fascinating mm. and the films are really amazing and I just I don't know I just kind of fell in love with it and uh, so that was my yeah that was my focus for a while um, but I originally ever since I was a kid I actually wanted to be a film critic so really. Yeah. Since you were a kid. <laughs> I watched the show The Critic with John Lovitz. Okay. And I asked my mom, what's a film critic? And she said, well, it's people who get paid to write about movies. And I said, all right, that sounds pretty good. I can take that. I can do that. <laughs> the reality is not so promising. But <laughs> <laughs> so you've always had, there's always been this interest and love of film. Oh, definitely. From, you, from, a, from a small child. Oh, yeah. Do you recall like what the first, one of the first films were that you saw that made you want to learn more about the about the making of film or that's an interesting question um i will say probably the film that has stuck with me the longest that i i've probably watched it 50 times uh is jaws Ah. and it's probably my favorite film really even as a kid i watched it and i just thought it was when you're a kid you obviously you want to watch films for kids right watch cartoons but for some reason that movie just I couldn't keep my eyes off of it mm. and I think that is a movie I think that I can keep watching because it's uh Spielberg like it was his first really big film mm. and you can tell you know he's a film school brat so right. there's a lot of really nice film school aesthetics but it's also this action thriller with mm. a giant shark so <laughs> it's such an interesting movie um but yeah I will say probably like because I was young when the indie film boom started, uh-huh. so I was probably in my early teens when, okay. uh, you know, like Jim Jarmusch and Kevin Smith and gotcha. all those guys were coming to prominence, and I think that was when I started really wanting to learn about film, because I would watch these movies, and they weren't like, you know, it was interesting because I thought, you know, this doesn't look like films that I grew up with, mm-hmm. and like, why are they so popular, and, mm-hmm. you know, what is the difference between these films and uh you know obviously studio films right but and that was when i started getting interested more in it and yeah i i would say like around like the late 90s is probably fargo was a big one for me yeah there was like a really big boom in um the indie film yeah it, it is like a, a real a shift yeah happened definitely in movies 
and yeah. like in the 90s and yeah they, they were things were getting much more interesting well it was just the idea that you didn't have to there are all these people working outside the studio system mm-hmm. and what did that mean for film uh obviously you know there was miramax and mm-hmm. they, people were still related to that but yeah i would say around that time and uh slacker was a big one That's yeah such a strange movie um, right and then it was like it was like the all anyone could really talk about for long if you had any interest in film whatsoever like everybody yeah. was talking about slacker and like gummo i oh, think was gummo, in... geez. <laughs> <laughs> that movie <laughs> yeah like uh, i've tried to sit through it <laughs> i don't understand it at all i don't i didn't like it yeah. i it was just weird to be weird is the yeah, way I much. like I couldn't feel any sort of like you know what are you really saying here like what's real what's the real yeah. narrative of this film and it's just ugly ugliness yeah just pure yeah I mean it's it's so strange because Harmony Korn went on to direct Spring Breakers which is such a yeah completely different film it is that. but that was also just kind of a weird like it was a, it was ugly in a different sense i don't know i could see that yeah i yeah. saw it i don't know what i was expecting but i'm i think i saw it in the theater and i was immediately sorry that i did <laughs> <laughs> i can say that about a lot of films <laughs> and it was just like i don't yeah it's in like the whole james franco his oh, thing geez. was it was funny for about five minutes and then i got real just like it was just yeah i think you could say that about james franco and in all, general in general yeah because <laughs> i was ha- funny for about five minutes and then- <laughs> i still haven't really like figured out because he's like along the same lines as shia labeouf to me oh, geez, as yeah. to where i can't tell if i can't stand him or if yeah. he's like a genius and i love what he's doing and yeah. it's just when that persona blurs a little bit yeah yeah, yeah i agree and i i don't think i can't think of any like real james franco movies that i or performances that i've actually been like oh my god he was great in that i maybe when he was uh, supposed to be a parody of himself and this is the end oh yeah that was pretty good i mean yeah where he was in love with seth rogan yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i did enjoy him in um pineapple express I thought he uh, was really entertaining in that. Yeah. But I like him. Comedy-wise, I think he's I think he's palatable. Yeah. I think yeah. I... Yeah. that's I do enjoy him more in a yeah. comedic sense as opposed to when he's trying to be uh, a little more serious. I just watched the one with um, the chubby kid. Uh, Jonah. Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah Hill, yeah. Um, chubby kid. <laughs> <laughs> Academy Award nominated yes. chubby kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. Um... And uh, that film wasn't bad. His performance wasn't bad. I don't remember the name, oh, but uh, the True one, Story. Was yeah, cool. that was such a weird, because I watched the trailer for that, mm-hmm. and then it just seemed to disappear, and then it just popped up on right uh, streaming. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah. that looks interesting. That sounds like a decent storyline. And then, you're right, it just kind of like faded oh, away. Yeah. I was like, was it here for like, was it in the theater for like a day, <laughs> like 48 hours? And then Probably. they just like peaced out, and then... Lo and behold, it's like, oh, I can watch it on demand now. That's... Yeah, oof. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about Franco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was high school like for you? Oh, what was high school like for me? Yeah. Um, high school was actually great for me because I uh, I went to a very preppy middle school, uh, Bernadette Mayno, uh, Lake Cumming Valley Middle mm-hmm. School, uh, if you ever asked her about it. Um, it was called Psycho Lyco. If that gives you any. Psycho-lyco. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they called us the uh, 
the Lyco preps, but I was a farm girl. I mean, I literally grew up on a farm. Really? Yeah, I grew up on a dairy farm, huh. and I just did not fit in at all. It was so like, was it a private school? or was It, just... it wasn't private, but it was definitely uh, where I'm from. It's pretty rural, so mm-hmm. it was like, it was the doctors and the lawyers' kids. Oh, okay. So if you were a doctor's kid, it was, you know, there was a lot of connotation that went with that. So I definitely went with the doctors and lawyers' kids, and <laughs> I was very out of place, and... Then you went to, and then the way our high school worked was all the middle schools filtered into the high school, Williamsport Area High School. Yeah. And I loved it because it was so big and you were basically just anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I met a lot of great kids. I made a lot of, a lot more friends who were really cool. And I don't know, I enjoyed it. And like I did a lot, like I said, I did a lot of acting, mm-hmm. which I loved. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was. I hung out with a lot of punks. Yeah. But I, yeah. I could so. see that about you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of going to the VFW in the middle of nowhere to see uh, punk boys huh. play, their, play their instruments. So I've, I don't think I've ever actually been to Williamsport, and you said this really rural. And so what was growing up on a farm like? Well, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people romant romanticize growing up on a farm mm-hmm. uh it's not romantic yeah i know <laughs> i don't romanticize that I, I i feel like it would be difficult it's it would be very, very difficult. difficult a lot of hard work it's a working well especially it was a working dairy farm that's mm-hmm. how my family made their living okay so there's sort of what they call i think it's oh, i don't know it's like a hobby farm that's mm-hmm. a new term where people have farms but it's not how they make their living gotcha it's just like oh yeah. it'd be cute to have a couple have chickens goats. yeah like a couple <laughs> chickens and i'll grow some corn yeah which it's not like that you know and my dad would always say oh people think i'm just sitting on the porch with a hayseed in my mouth drinking buttermilk and <laughs> that's not what it is it's a 24 hour seven days a week uh it's dirty yeah a lot of a lot of uh a lot of gross a lot of gross stuff so you were it was a dairy farm so you just had a dairy bunch farm. of how many cows did you have, or was it just a massive amount oh of no cows? Well, i mean no it wasn't massive um i mean it wasn't like a factory farm where you have like five thousand cows right around uh like, i would say depending i think 60 to 70 cows oh man the time. yeah that's a know. massive amount to me really <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know anything about modest amount of cows (laughs) yeah it was a holsteins yeah we had like 50 to 60 or 60 to 70 at any given time and then we had the calves and then we had heifers that are sort of like teen cows Mm -hmm. i guess is how you would describe them um we had other animals like i i was a 4-h kid so i did a lot of 4-h i had horses so i rode horses i went equestrian for a while wow yeah up until i found out i was allergic so so. (laughs) like were you Broke out in rashes, or just... it was very sudden. Uh, you know, well, I always had hay fever. Okay, so I always figured, oh, you know, when I go riding, it's because of the hay fever. And then one day, I, I came back from uh, trail riding, and my eyes were swollen shut. Oh, and damn. my mom was like, "Well, I guess we're gonna, I guess that's the end of that." <laughs> Do you so... miss it? Like, did you love it? You know, it's strange because my my dad still rides. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad actually does rodeo. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. A lot of people (laughs) in my family do. (laughs) My cousin is a rodeo champion. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, (laughs) I am nothing like my family. It's very, very strange. (laughs) Um, My my dad still rides, and I I actually went... um, he He was out, and my mom... My mom went to uh, where he was roping with some friends, and cat. It's uh, called team roping. Mm-hmm. It's basically where uh, it's basically like 
there's two people and you just rope a calf. Okay. And it's a timed event, so it's okay. like whoever ropes the calf faster is... Well, I shouldn't say calf because it's an older cow, but anyway, I won't get into the details. <laughs> um, so uh, we went out and my dad asked me to like just kind of warm his horse up, which, you know, just kind of ride him around the arena. And I thought, oh, I haven't ridden in 15 years, but mm. I'm sure it'll just be like riding a bike. It is not like riding a bike. Oh, God. <laughs> I got on and I was very uncomfortable. So I had... Yeah, it's... I, I think after that, I realized, like, I really don't miss it. Yeah. So... You're like, nah, we're good. It's yeah. just, we had our time. It's... And horse people are very strange. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a culture. It's sort of like dog shows. Like, okay. You know, dog show people. Right. Yeah. That's a... Definitely yeah. a specific type of personality. Yes. To the get horse. involved in that. Along with, you know, like, toddlers and tiaras, that kind of thing. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, it is. Baby beauty pageants. <laughs> It is. Horses and horse people are a very specific kind of, and there's a lot of like infighting because there's the English writing people, but then there's the Western writing people and the English writing people hate the Western writing people. Oh my God. It's like the outsiders. <laughs> it's like... it's so weird. And I was the Western. It's very, it's almost like white collar versus blue collar. Uh-huh. So oh it's, my God. A, it's very weird. I was like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. <laughs> you people are weird. <laughs> so when did you move to the big city of Pittsburgh? I moved in uh, officially in, I want to say 2002. Yeah. Probably around that time. Yeah. Um, I, I went to main campus. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'd say 2002. And then I just kind of graduated, I think in 2005, mm-hmm. like summer, I finished in summer 2005 and um, just kind of stuck around. I mean, I had I had this idea that I was going to move to Toronto at some point mm. and work in the film industry there. Yeah. Uh, which is a very unrealistic. <coughs> um, which is very unrealistic um, just because there's a lot of a lot of people thought like, oh, I can go do that. Right. And yeah. It just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. So I just kind of stuck around. I tried, uh, you know, I interned for the city paper. I was their arts and entertainment intern okay. for a while. And then I for a couple other things and I was working in retail and mm. just kind of you know just kind of kicking around trying to figure out how to write professionally yeah and couldn't figure it out and then I went to Syracuse for a year in 2010 oh wow and uh I studied at their communication school at Syracuse University wow yeah it was an intensive program so I was only there for a year thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse is not a fun city <laughs> oh really no <laughs> I've never been what is your uh, degree in it's in arts journalism actually. oh okay yeah. wow it's technically just a journalism degree but uh with, with classes like film theory and things yeah like that. you could basically tailor it mm. to what your needs were so some of my some of my friends went into um music writing oh, cool. some of them went into marketing uh but some of them like uh, I have one one of the people who graduated with me she actually works uh in pr for carnegie hall oh really so you know it's wow. basically like you could sort of tailor it to what you wanted to do specifically that's um, really cool yeah it was really it was a really awesome program um you know i was glad i did it and i met some great people uh but you know syracuse was i'm so glad i only because <laughs> i had friends who were there for four years and they were like i can't wait to get out of here well what was what did you not what did you dislike about it most the city's very boring. Yeah. It's very, very boring. A lot of snow. Nah. Lots and lots and lots of snow. Uh, for a long time. Many months. <laughs> so it's just dark and very dark, dreary and, and boring. Very boring. Um, if I didn't get free, because a, a friend of mine who's in the program with me, my friend Shadera, we actually hosted a film uh, a film review show mm-hmm. for the... Uh, 
the college station and so we got free movie passes and if i didn't get free movie passes to go watch as many movies as i wanted to i think i think i would have gone stir crazy um (laughs) it was a little bit of the shining (laughs) right (laughs) so i mean it was just i you know like i said the school the program was great people Mm. were great but it's it's just a very unfortunate actually it's funny because a friend of mine who went there he told me the story because i was like i don't know what it is i feel like the city really wants to be exciting for the college students who go uh-huh. there because it's very much a school town. Gotcha. A college town. And I was like, but it just doesn't work. And he told me that the Onondaga Indian Nation is in Syracuse. Uh-huh. Or around Syracuse. And he said that uh, there is a story that when Syracuse was first founded, an Onondaga Indian chief put a curse on the city. And Interesting. I I mean, I'm sure that's complete bunk. Right. But, but to believe it makes you want makes you really think about things it's like, like this. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those stories that, yeah, you want to believe it. I don't like, believe it. It's a little poltergeisty. Yeah. It's know. like, you know, I'll buy it. Like, sure. OK, because yeah. that's the only reason that can explain why the city's so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but thankfully, uh, my fiance, he went to Chatham for creative writing. Okay. So he got accepted into that program. So we moved back and, you know, we were so happy to move back and been back ever since. And, you know, we really, we just love the city. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh has grown a lot. And, yes. um, like I, I came from Toledo and there's like really nothing oh, yeah. going on. There was nothing going on in yeah. Toledo and like 98 and you know so Pittsburgh was like New York to me from coming from where oh, I was same for me, yeah. yeah and so it was just like <laughs> oh my god but then like you know I was here for a few years and had thoughts of that I was going to move out to um Arizona oh okay after yeah. I graduated didn't work out but like I'm glad because you know things like the Pittsburgh art scene and is just growing and growing yeah. and growing and there's so much happening and I, I love the, the yeah. redevelopment of all these different neighborhoods oh, my. and yeah. um yeah, the only time I really hate Pittsburgh is in the winter. Like that's. <laughs> I feel like there was a time when, well, actually no, because when I my first winter here, and I mean I was in Greensburg. I was. It's not like I came from a faraway place. It was only right. forty five minutes out of the city. But the first winter here, it was the first time they had to close the school or cancel all the classes, and oh. I think like fifty years. Oh because man, the the weather was so unbearable. Oh my god. I remember walking because I was uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the way it's laid out, but the I was in Forbes Hall. Yeah. Which is pretty far from campus. Yeah. I mean, it's a good like 15, 20 minute walk. Yeah, that's a good hike. It's a good hike, and I just remember walking to class and and that's blistering cold and my face would just hurt like oh. i would get headache cold headaches yeah. and i yeah it was really really bad winter but yeah. yeah but i guess you know the good with the bad I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we get what 60 what is it 60 good days a year i think so days. something like that yeah something crazy and it's like yeah and even if it weren't it's the fact that if I, because I have to be somewhere in the snow, like, you know, I wouldn't mind, yeah. like, you know, if I worked from home full time, yeah, exactly. I'd be great. I'd be no problem. I have yeah. no problems. I can find things to do inside my home. I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But, yeah, it's just the fact that, you know, you have to feel like you need to be somewhere yeah. and do things to be productive. Yeah. So you start, when did you start Steel City or Steel Cinema? Still well, cinema, yeah. Yes. I believe you're not the only one who's done that. A it's, lot of I wanted, and there's so many things. There's so many Steel City everything in this town. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, do you know uh, Chris 
Matthews, uh, still I think so. Secret Cinema. Yeah, yeah. He changed it to Four One. I think Four One Two Cinema. Oh, did he? Four One Two Film, something like that. Okay. Because it was he was just like it's too confusing. Yeah, it was just too much. There's so a, yeah. Because I mean, people would always confuse us. Right. Because they would be like, "Oh, I know who you are," and I was like, "Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure not you're confusing me with the other guy?" <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, I did a podcast with him, and um, what was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, I started. Uh, yeah, I started Seal Cinema. Uh, a little over three years ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and I and actually I tried a couple blogs, a couple blog ideas, and nothing seemed to really work out. You know, mm. I was just trying to find something, and I had a personal blog where I would just kind of write about film and TV news, mm-hmm. just random stuff that I would find in like uh, the press release circuit. Gotcha. So, and I did that, and like nothing really, you know, it it didn't get a lot of hits, and then I did this. Uh, I remember very distinctly, I did a post on Halloween events and film events in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it got crazy hits, wow. and I thought, oh, people really want to read about film in Pittsburgh, yeah. just in general, and so I started Steel Cinema. I think my first post was on um, the uh, Pittsburgh Arts, or the Three Rivers Arts Festival, because okay. they have film events for that, mm-hmm. and it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of took off from there, and I've been doing it. Uh, you know, I try to post at least once a week, mm-hmm. um, trying to do more indie film. I do a lot of film events, but I'd like to cover more of the indie f- filmmakers here around right. here. So I try not to focus too much on the, the big film productions because I feel like they got it. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're good. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's um, a, that's a great idea to, um, you know, focusing on more of the indie folks and like just the up-and-coming filmmakers yeah there are a plenty of them here in pittsburgh there i mean yeah i'm happy that people are making films around here um it's just one of those things where and it's one of i think when i look at a lot of the publications around here like a lot of the just the newspapers and the pittsburgh city paper the pittsburgh city paper not to you know not to be right critical of them but it's you know, when you want to look up a film event, it's uh, like in the listing section is under other. Yeah. So I feel like that. Yeah, that's kind of a mm, poor structure. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a film section. Mm. But I, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of there's a lot of events and stuff going on here. Right. And to focus, I think, specifically on that is some it's people are really interested in it. Yeah, you know? definitely. Because it's just coming. It's getting to a point in time where. People are f- trying to figure out more and more ways or reasons to yeah. go to the movie theater, to leave their house and go to the movie theater. Yes. And I know I myself, I am, you know, I do yeah. that also. It's just like, you know, why won't I just wait and j- until it just comes on yeah. or why can't I just pop on the DVD? And, I, and it's always like the events that are mm-hmm. circling around it, like uh, Row House is doing the Clueless tonight, I think, yeah, with like the are. fashion show. Yeah, I cannot go, which I'm kind of bummed about. But um, I know. You know but <laughs> well, I was actually gonna go. Uh, one of the guys I covered, uh, Jake Mulliken, he made a he made a zombie film out in um, Venango County, hmm. and uh, his film just got picked up for national release. Oh. and through Gravitas Ventures, and he's actually having a release party at Spirit Lodge. Oh, nice! But I actually have another podcast after this. So oh, do you? <laughs> Yeah, I write for a um, I write for another film site called the Film Stage. Oh, okay. So yes, I have I know that site. Oh, do you really? Yeah, oh, Film good. Stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. I write film reviews for them. And oh, cool. I, yeah, I do their podcast as well. Awesome. So, yeah. Yes, I've yeah. definitely seen the podcast. I don't know. I may have listened to one or two or something for whatever reason. I, I knew. 
yeah, yeah. I know about that. I didn't realize it was local. It was here though, or is no, it's not. It's well, just, yeah, it's you it's, just you do your own podcast for the website. I call in, yeah. Okay, yeah, we do through Skype, right? Which is you know, quality wise, can sometimes be a little iffy, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, sometimes it's yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's based out of New York City, so it's uh, they they can cover all the like uh, like Tribeca and, mm-hmm. and those festivals out there and. So that's I'm actually covering. Uh, I've covered a couple films for Fantasia Fest, um, which is a it's a it's a festival that they specialize in sort of genre cinema okay. like uh, horror, fantasy, sci-fi. Huh. Yeah. So and they they have some really interesting films that come out of that. Is that where is that? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's in Canada. Yeah. It, have wrong. you gone out to Tribeca Fest at all? I've never been to Tribeca. I have been to uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, cool! Yeah, which is very overwhelming. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot of. I mean, it's basically the city just shuts down for it. It is. I'm sure. Yeah, it is. The city is TIFF, <laughs> right? Yeah, basically, which is be- it's amazing. I mm. mean, it's really exciting to be there when it's happening. Um, but yeah, have oh, yeah. you been out to um, South by Southwest yet at no. all? I keep wanting to go out to that, and it's it out. It always like sneaks up on. Like I know it's in March every year, but it's yeah. like you know that end of the year, and then you you get through Christmas, and then the beginning of the year business, and it's like oh yeah. shit, I totally forgot that this yeah. is happening at the beginning of the it year. It does sneak up on you. It really does. Yeah. Um, because I'm I'm the same way with because I I really wanted to go back to Toronto International and. I always like around the same time. I think it's September. Mm-hmm. And every year, I'm like, "Oh crap, that's yeah. right, it's starting again." So. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, hopefully I'll get out there one of these times. Yeah, yeah. I've always like, been very interested in the whole film critique. Really? Um, yeah. Th- as I think that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to get involved in when I decided to get involved in film. Yeah. What I actually had, what I had gone to when I came to the Art Institute, I just wanted to edit movie trailers that's oh, wow. that was my big goal that's an art. <laughs> that's really all is. i want to do and I, I to this day like, i still love editing and i don't really? get to yeah i don't get to do it as much oh, yeah. but um just because i don't like shooting <laughs> so. well yeah i mean i think everybody plays their part yeah like, i i went to when i studied production i uh i really wanted to go into cinematography which i found out is probably the one of the most difficult and oh my god it's gotta be all-encompassing roles you could possibly do and i just was not <laughs> it's like, oh, feels like i'm not cut out for this <laughs> it is well i mean well when i went to filmmakers too um i went when they were still doing celluloid they, mm-hmm. they their focus wasn't on digital as much mm-hmm. i think if i think right after i graduated they started to tra- transition more into the digital right. realm and you know i think if it had been I had been there when the uh, when they were focused more on digital. I mm-hmm. think I would have been a little more disciplined about it. Yeah. Uh, but with celluloid, it's so 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 hard. Yeah, I did um, take uh, a few actual like film yeah. classes, and um, yeah, that is very. At Melwood? No, I, at our institute. Oh, art um, institute. Yeah, right. and um, learned how to edit, how to splice film, and everything oh, like that, which yeah. is. I was like even more in love with it at that point, just getting yeah. you know hands on and in, in there. So fun. Yeah, it's so it's such a great. I don't know. It's just an art, and I just yeah. really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, so I, I, where we were was like we had a couple of like film classes, and then we were still doing linear mm-hmm. editing. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, like the beta tapes, and you know, this that or the other, and yeah. then like I think maybe like 
as I was graduating, when we started to get into the more nonlinear, avid, or mm-hmm. um, premiere, I think were the two that we were either that we were working okay. on. Okay, yeah. So, but yeah, it's tough if you're not. And for me, I did um, the way the film classes worked was you did eight millimeter, and then you did sixteen millimeter, and then you worked your way up to you know thirty five millimeter. And the, by the time you got up to thirty five millimeter, it was like I. This is very expensive. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a vision. I right. don't have like an ultimate film, like a masterpiece. I yeah. Make, and I just kind of stopped after like that. Like I have no opus. Yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would love to do storyboards. Oh, yeah. That's my. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. I don't know. Are you a good drawer? No. Do you like- <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, really? I'm probably. I took. I. Because in, in my high school. You could take. We had a. You could take film classes. Mm-hmm. In order to get to the film classes, though, you first had to take the visual art classes. Okay. And I think I was one of the few people who almost failed because I literally couldn't draw. Oh man! Like shading for me, shadowing is impossible. Really? I, to me, someone who can draw, it's like magic. Right. If you, if you <laughs> can draw something that looks good looks like, like it's supposed to look you're just how like, did you do that you sorcerer what are you doing <laughs> it's my the, that part of my brain something happened to it i cannot it's it is pathetic how bad of an artist i am I, for me it would be like i don't know if you've ever seen um uh american splendor with paul giamatti yes when he's doing like cause he's he writes the comic books and then he's trying to like depict like how he wants each uh panel to look mm. and it's just stick figures yes that's basically me that would basically be me and then he's really happy over here it's like a smiley <laughs> face like and like two dots for eyes <laughs> then they're in love and a heart it's just like, here's an extreme close-up it's just a circle to <laughs> someone's face <laughs> yeah it's really bad <laughs> so what do you what is do you have a day job or yes is what what do you do if you don't i know? actually do um i'm I'm a technical specialist and audio engineer. Really? For, for a major corporation. Really? Yes. How long have you been doing that? I have been doing that for three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? You love it? I do. I, should, I can't say I enjoy it. It's a very cushy job. Yeah. So, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's why. I mean, it is it is enjoyable. I would say that my job is probably the most artistic mm-hmm. job in the company. Um but uh, saying that, I I can do it in with my eyes closed. Yeah. I mean, it's well, because it's actually I could because it's audio. Of course, I could do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I I get well. I should say I could do it in my sleep. I mean, it's yeah. it's gotten to the point where it's like my system mechanical for me. Yeah. Um, that you know, and I'm pretty much the only one who does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, what I do is I create uh, surveys for. Uh, medicare customers okay so they can it's basically you would get a call every six months saying oh are you still using your cpap equipment and you'd say yes and they'd be like oh are you still blah 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 then you'd say and then yeah that's pretty much it oh yeah i mean it's it's cool i guess so it's not stressful for you not really Mm. it's getting a little there's some office politics that going on right now always office politics that get in the way it's like can we just come here and do our flipping job and just leave like we don't have to like each other why are you making this more difficult you could seriously come in not say anything right home that's it why do you want to exactly we don't need to be besties it's it's like it's that's the thing oh the people who are like friends at work and outside of work nope 
nope no thank you no thank no. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and i've only ever really been able to do that with maybe one maybe two people in my mm-hmm. in my life and yeah. even then it, it took a long time for it to happen mm-hmm. it's like all right we can be totally cool here but i'm not sure if i'm ready to chill with you outside of work yet it always blows up in your face too yeah it always it, well at least for me it does no it there's been up in my face. yeah there's been a couple times where it's like you know yeah you think that you're totally cool and you guys are on the same wavelength and then you know all of a sudden they I don't know, stab you in the back. They freak out about something, <laughs> and it's just like, like what? But I think they just can say to... something to you at work because it's like, oh, we're right. friends, so it's I like... can say this to you. It's like, no, you can't. No, nope. I can potentially go to HR for you. <laughs> yeah, because you absolutely said this to me. not. <laughs> <laughs> not okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a situation like that recently where it was just like, oh, it was so bad. Yeah. So, do you find it difficult to? It sounds like that it, it's not really difficult for you to find time to do your blog oh, and no. then do your podcasts I do and work. <laughs> I work on my blog I do the at work. Same thing a lot. Yeah, yes. at my job too. There's like yeah. I work on writing at work. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Everyone's like, oh wow, you know, you're doing such a great job and everything's so you know. I get stuff done so quickly and so ahead of schedule that right. it's basically like, well, I have six days to just do whatever I want. Right. That's really so. I think that's why I haven't like moved on to something else yet. Yes, but when yeah. you get into a situation like that, where, <laughs> yeah. where like you can get your regular job, you get your job done in yeah. a lot amount of time, and you're just like, okay, I've got this free time, and nobody's gonna bother me. Pretty much. And I'll just go ahead and do my own stuff. And when they do, you gotta act real stressed about it. <laughs> like, oh my god. And I, yeah, I probably can't get that to you till Monday. It's like, oh, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I love doing that because, <laughs> like I said, I'm the only person who do. Who does what I do, and it's like, to, yeah. an, to an outsider, yes, it would look like like yeah, oh yeah, she's probably swamped. Yeah, she's the only one doing I, it. They do, so. they do act like that. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> she has a master's degree. Don't bother her. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything professionally that you haven't done yet that you want to accomplish still? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would actually like to transition my blog into a website. Yeah. I think that's my biggest, that is my, that's my big goal, I think, just for now. Because mm-hmm. um, it is, I was actually talking to somebody about this last night, uh, because I think people assume that because it's not a print publication, mm-hmm. and because I don't have overhead, you know, I don't have employees or anything, that, oh yeah, you can totally just like make it into a website and mm. you know there you go it's done it's like no that's really a, a lot of a lot of websites have failed because of that reason mm. that was, most of them i have worked for right. <laughs> so, <Yes>. gotcha <laughs> yes yes um so yeah that's my big that's my big thing because i think you have to kind of create a base mm-hmm. um a readership yeah uh which is kind of what i'm doing now over the past couple of years and so yeah, if anybody wants to work on a website, <laughs> I I will pay. You hear it, folks? Web yeah. designers, Steel Cinema is looking for web designers. I will I will pay. And they're paying. I will She's pay paying. It's yeah, yeah. not very. That's not something you get all the time. No, no, I will pay you <laughs> to help me out with this. It is yeah. It's something that I I just you know, like WordPress is great. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's it's kind of limited. It's very limited, especially when you're not uh, when you when you haven't paid for the service, right? Which I have yet to do. Um, and also, it's it's. Um, I was telling you about my friend, the AP collector. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's kind of she's kind of like a few steps ahead of me mm-hmm. in terms of what she's doing with her blog and her website. And um, she actually 
made hers into a nonprofit. Okay. So, so yeah, she makes money off of it, but of course it goes into the website. I don't know if I would quite want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, go into the nonprofit realm. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough when you're trying to like monetize it. Right. Trying to make a living off of it. Exactly. It just seems like a lot more red tape and you got to be a lot yeah. more careful with what you do. Definitely. Um, because, you know, you've got all eyes on you at that point. You know, people trying to yeah, make sure you're on the up and up and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's tough. So we'll see. That'll be that'll be my next big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find it difficult being a woman in the film industry? Ooh, all right. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> all right. Uh, it is tough. I guess yeah to be a film writer it's actually funny that you asked that because I um I'm the only female film writer on uh, the one website I write for the film stage really and it's never felt like oh we don't want to work with women it's mm-hmm. never ever felt like that I think it's just they just didn't have women up until right. I came around I, th- I think they had like a couple other there were a couple other women that maybe contributed a couple reviews mm-hmm. I think one other woman like did a podcast um but it was funny because when I, I had been with them for a few years and they were like, hey, they've been doing the podcast for like almost the whole time. And they said, hey, do you want to uh, come and speak about Fifty Shades of Grey on the podcast? And when Is I got just because I, I said that I called them out. I was like, did you guys bring me on here? Because you were like, we need a woman. To come. And Amanda's the only one we know. <laughs> But I, I went on and I was like a hit, I guess. Oh, really? And they were like, we loved you. We want you to come back. We went, So I've been doing it since then. And, um, you know, and I think writing about film, I will say one of the big mansplaining is a thing mm. for sure. Uh, not so much from people I, I've worked with mm. um, because they are totally sensitive to the fact that like, we're not going to tell you, mm-hmm. like, you, you know. You know what's up. Right. You're an intelligent person. Um, but I definitely... We did one on uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. And I said that Mad Max... That the film was more a uh, about anti-patriarchy mm-hmm. than actually just like a purely feminist film. Right. And somebody on Twitter who had a, a anime avatar, of course, <laughs> not to be... <laughs> judgmental of Not anime judgmental, <laughs> avatars but when you have like an anime avatar it's, it's like, like oh mm. here it comes <laughs> <laughs> and they said oh we really loved your podcast however i i don't think that you guys know what feminism is i want to explain i want to oh explain God. it to you and my my uh one of my co-hosts he said hey why don't you email us why don't you email us and let us know <laughs> and we'll talk about it on the podcast right <laughs> i don't think that person ever did um, which I, I would have loved it. Yeah. I would have just, oh, oh boy. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh. Yeah, come on, I'm waiting. Please. Step me in, coach. Step me in, coach. Please tell me, me, a woman right. with five years of liberal arts education, please tell me. What is feminism? Please. <laughs> you bat your eyelashes. <laughs> Big strong man, would you please? <laughs> Oh, uh, that's probably the biggest, that's probably the one thing that has happened to me. Like the one instance where I've been like, oh, geez, here we yeah. go. Like I hear about this. <laughs> it's like, I didn't think this really existed. Really? <laughs> oh. oh, it's 
fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, it's just always kind of interesting to me that I don't think I've ever really, like, come across anything just, like, straight up blatant. There will be a lot of, like, sometimes there will be some mansplaining or, um, yeah, yeah. you know, I get dumped into like a boys club at some point in time yeah. you know you find yourself in a control room or on a set somewhere and you're just like oh, yeah. uh, i will say it's it's probably better than sports broadcasting oh i'm sure it's gotta be i had a friend yeah when i went to syracuse the woman that i did uh my film review show mm-hmm. she had wanted to go into sports broadcasting and she said it is it is just misogyny it's just i'm sure pure just rampant misogyny. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Sinking up the joint. It's just misogynistic <laughs> bullshit. I, I know. <laughs> I just really wish that we yeah. could get away from that. But yeah, for the most part it's pretty good. I think people are very responsive. Um people are very very, you know, very supportive, very mm. very sweet. Uh it's actually strange because a lot of the women that I've met who have who are um who have positions of power in Pittsburgh are women. I mean, Don Keezer is the head of, mm, of Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Film Office. Office. Film Office, you know. So I think it's just one of those things where, like, if it's <laughs> if it does. Pay attention to me. I'm here. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's just funny. Uh, yeah, it is. It is one of those things where you know. I think if I were in the production end of it, I would probably notice it a lot more. Um, you know, and I've heard stories from around here of uh, you know some of my friends who've worked in film production who've had experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It's not too bad. I mean, it's yeah. You know, I don't know. You do get. You do hear a couple of horror stories here or there, but um, yeah. And it's also. I don't know. I've had some difficult i just have difficulty sometimes as being like the producer for the 48-hour film project yeah I can or see that. um just with people thinking that they like dudes specifically thinking yeah. they can talk to me any kind of way yeah yeah or come out the side of their mouth you know just like <laughs> just because i'm a woman like they don't want to hear my rules they don't want to abide by my rules uh, and it's like wow okay this is how it works for everybody and you yeah, know they exactly. want to challenge me and that's like, like like I will disqualify. Yeah, you. exactly. I have no <laughs> problems with that whatsoever. Disqualifying you and banning you from the competition completely because I've done uh, that to one. I've had to do that to one person, really? like like Ooh. three years ago or some three or four years ago. Because they're just like well, I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah, and he wanted to be an asshole about it when wow. um you know I called him out on it, and so it's like all right, and so I called you know headquarters like this is this dude no longer allowed to you know participate in Pittsburgh's Friday Art Film mm. Project, and he's on a list. I wonder if I know him. <laughs> I wonder if I know him because I definitely got harassed a little bit by somebody through still cinema really Uh, this guy i can't remember his name exactly he was a he he was a he had a film in a i don't know if you've ever heard of uh abc's uh yeah the abc's of death abc's of death Uh i don't want to say abc's of horror um he had a film uh submitted for abc's of death and Mm. he said hey you know i i have this film and it's i'm from pittsburgh and you know maybe give a shout out to like the like because i'm a pittsburgh filmmaker and Mm. this like huge competition it's like an international competition to get into this uh, anthology and i said yeah sure and then i looked but there were a lot of actually quite a few western pennsylvania people oh really who had films submitted and i was like i can't just spotlight one right i just can't do that and so i i i think i posted something about it Mm. on facebook i didn't write i didn't write a actual a piece on yeah, it. i didn't write a piece on it and he just harassed me endlessly wow. on my facebook to the point i'm i just was very professional i said hey you know i'm one blog right i get maybe 50 hits a day and is it for just the most part. is it just you writing it's just for your me. blog 
I mean, I mean, I've I've thought about yeah, I actually thought about doing guests, uh, but yeah, it's just me, you know. So and I said, you know, have you gotten in touch with the other publications around here? Have right. you gotten in touch with you know City Paper and have what have they sent to you? And right. the film was disgusting. Was it? It was disgusting. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> just pure unadulterated torture porn. Oh and God! And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I just don't want to. <laughs> That's not. It's like no, this isn't. Sit. It seriously looks like he sat a camera on a table, and then people just acted in front of it. Ugh. I was like, this is not filmmaking. Oh, Sorry. No. <laughs> no. It was bad. And yeah. those are always the ones that I feel like have like the biggest set of nerve. The biggest nerves. Oh yeah. Like. Oh, I'm sure you can use another word. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> but uh, it's it's alright. Like, we all know what you mean. Yeah, and um. Yeah, yeah, like the ones that are like really like shitty oh, at their craft, yeah. they they're Quote the ones unquote. that got like yeah exactly. Yeah. They wanna they got the biggest mouths about it. And they wanna like yeah, and like, how dare you? And I, I this is excellent. It's, it's like, like why no. are you why are you spotlighting these other filmmakers and not my film? Because well, <laughs> you're garbage. Because your film is a trash. pile of garbage. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that trash. is what. Sorry, I run this pod. I run this. <laughs> I run this blog. If I want to cover you, I will cover you. Right. And that's the beauty of it. You work for yourself. You follow your own damn rules. And if you don't want to talk about somebody's trashy torture porn, (laughs) torture Mm. porn crap, yeah, you don't have to. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So what do you do for self-care? Like for you, just for Self-care? Yes, just for Amanda. What do you do for... Like when I want to wind down? Yeah, when you're just like, you know what? Fuck everybody else. Yeah, that's a good (laughs) question. Um, I like to play video games. Awesome. Which video games? I play a lot of, uh, like, fantasy RPGs. Okay. I actually was playing Dragon Age Inquisition before I came over. Oh, really? I hadn't played it in a while. Um, yeah, I'm big on Dragon Age. Huh. I love, uh, Elder Scrolls. Nice. So, um, but I actually, yeah, my, my fiance and I, um, will play Borderlands sometimes. Huh. So. Yeah, I was just looking longingly at my video games this morning, because yeah. it's been a long time since I've actually gotten in. It's, back yeah, into the like same. just i used to be able to just get lost for like hours yeah. <laughs> and um like yeah. i haven't played like i still have even a couple in there that i haven't even unwrapped yet like there's a couple like a arkham city i oh, think is wow, in there yeah. and there's like a the second assassin's creed and oh yeah and um tough. yeah like hitman i really that was my jam for hitman? the longest time yeah oh, <laughs> Yeah, I would love to. I would love to play more. It's something that I I played a lot of Sega when I was in middle school, mm. and then I just stopped playing video games altogether. I skipped probably a million, <laughs> you know, consoles. <laughs> and then my fiance, when he moved in with me, he brought his Xbox 360, and I was like, I don't play video games. <laughs> and he's like, You might actually like this I, Fable. You should try playing it. And I I just couldn't stop i played i remember one one morning i played till almost like four or five in the morning oh man yeah it was it was pretty bad and i just yeah <laughs> i rediscovered my love yeah <laughs> it's been a long time since i've played all night and yeah. that was like <laughs> yeah, yeah i would say that and i do love a good horror movie yeah i do love horror movies um do you have a favorite horror or like that's a good question i feel like because mm, like, like i'm kind of a purist when it comes to horror um hmm. I would say horror-wise, favorite horror movie. Jeez, that's a tough one. I actually watched a really, really good one recently. Uh, Next of Kin. 
It's an Australian horror film. Yes. No, I'm, I'm thinking of your next. No, I didn't oh, say that. Oh, one. your next is really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Really it took excellent. me a second viewing to appreciate that. Because yeah. the first time I was like, I don't know if this was supposed to be like tongue in cheek ish, mm-hmm. like if they realized what they were doing. Yeah. But then like, I don't know, the second viewing, I really got it. I, I got mm-hmm. a little more into it. Yeah, it is. I actually, I have some friends who uh, do a podcast called Werewolf ambulance uh-huh. it's a local podcast and uh, i've seen that one I've, I've heard of it yeah yeah they're really fun um and they they did a your next podcast just recently yeah yeah and it was really great um but yeah i love i love those guys um your next the guest all that all that good stuff um yeah i put that in my um i've been wanting to see that for a while it's in my netflix queue and oh, i think later tonight i'm so going to good. watch that and i saw your post about um Mm, mother mommy some some was it austrian or an australian movie oh uh, that, uh, oh, Austri- oh good night mommy. mommy yeah Ooh. oh my god <laughs> it looks bananas yes it looks yes really crazy yes i cannot wait i'm a big yeah because i follow i mean i kind of have to just um because of the the other site i work for um I'm very up on a lot of the the films that are coming through the festival circuit and the horror films. I feel like it's going to be a really excellent year for yeah. horror films coming up. Yeah, because there's quite a few coming out. Like The Witch is one of them. Mm. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. Uh, it's like they're stepping up the games. Like this is like a resurgence of, of really good horror films. Quality horror. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm really glad because I I was not all about Saw or Hostel or any of those films. I. No, I don't no. know what it was like. I really loved the first Saw. It's pretty funny. Like that was pretty great. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I just kind of got on board with the whole franchise. Did you really? Yeah. And I, I don't never would have expected that. Yeah. And it's like, um, and I know like some of them were really terrible, and yeah. you know, like they were just really. But I was on board. Like I was there, like yeah. opening weekend when they came out. Really? Like yeah, I own Wall. Wow. And I'm just like. And that's really like the only franchise that I've just been about from start to finish. And- you know, and I love a good, just gory. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, uh, what is it? It's Red versus Dead, um, Dead Snow. I it's, think so. It's very bloody, but it's bloody in the in like a way of like Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. It's like a very just like complete, ridiculous, just absurd amounts of blood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I love torrents of blood. Yeah. <laughs> just blood spray everywhere. Yeah, and it's it's weird because some of like like the Saw movies, you're right. Some of them are like just hysterical. It's just I like, laugh it's very just, much. It's the just first funny, one. <laughs> and those don't frighten me at all. It's oh, okay, like yeah. it's like those psychological ones, like The mm. Strangers. Ooh, yeah. That really just like mm. messes with me in my head, and I love it. It was a great yeah. film. And I will watch it ever so often and forget, just just forget how much it like really fucked with me. Yeah. And then it's no, like, oh, yeah, you. I'm going to need to watch freaking Aladdin or something after this before <laughs> so I can go to bed. But it's very rare that I watch it because like, it's the same thing. Like a lot of the horror movies I watch, I'm not necessarily scared by them mm-hmm. or I love a good horror comedy or yeah. just like, yeah. Um, but I actually watched this one. I, I reviewed it for the film stage actually called uh, The Interior. Mm-hmm. First half. I didn't like so much. It's basically like a mumblecore office thing. It wasn't that good. And then it's about this guy who he, I guess he finds out he's going to die. They they never tell you like what his prognosis is, but he just goes off into the Canadian wilderness and becomes a hermit. He just like quits his advertising job and is, and it's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever seen Repulsion, the Roman Polanski film. No. 
Um, it's basically like you know the character's going crazy. Like, yeah. There's no doubt that the things that are going on are like in the character's head. Gotcha. But it is unsettling. Yeah. And it is like like he sees he's basically by himself in the middle of the Canadian wilderness, and there's a couple scenes that just wow they oh my God. really got me like there's par- there's parts where he's like asleep in his tent and you see like someone like poking at him but there's obviously no one right but you know it's it's so oh just thinking about it is like really chills <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen the previews for that was it, the visit with the, about the grandparents oh geez with the m night Shyamalan film okay that's is an m night Shyamalan yeah. film yeah yeah it, it looked creepy to me until i saw like oh m night Shyamalan <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You've gotten me before, sir. Never again. No. <laughs> Never again. Nope. Like, we, we, you had like Sixth Sense. Yes. That was yeah. top notch. I actually done the village very well. quite a bit. Well, the village, I called it like 10 minutes into the film. Oh, yeah. And I was, and I was pissed because I called it so early. <laughs> so <that> was, <laughs> Sometimes it can still work. Sometimes you're like, all right, well, we'll see what happens along the way. <laughs> yeah. He's. Jeez. Yeah, I tried to watch Wayward Pines, that show he developed. I did not like it. My friend loves it, and she's like, "You have just give it a chance, give it a chance." And I'm like, "No, I don't have enough hours in the day." No, I did try to watch it, and really? because you know, I I was on board for Matt Dillon and Terrence Howard, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I was like, "All right, Great let's cast. see what yeah, we'll see what this is about." And it was like maybe two or three episodes, and I was like, "I don't care anymore yeah. about anything that's happening." Oh, and yeah. yeah, and then like one day. I think maybe I caught up on the rest of them or something. I was like mm-hmm. cleaning while they just let them play kind oh, of thing. Yeah. And um, it was like, oh, and I, I still don't give a, I don't care. I'm not coming back. Apparently there's going to be a second season. I heard the finale was a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I'm like, I'm ne- I never have to see what this is again. Like you're going to have to like bring Michael Pitt onto this just <laughs> for me to give a Got to do, gotta do some Hannibal. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, Hannibal. Oh, boy. Oh my oh god! I... <laughs> Fantastic. That's all I gotta say. Absolutely, and yeah. I'm really disappointed that it's been canceled. And um, I was also disappointed when Michael Pitt did not return for the season. You as know, not to say Mason. the new guy. You know, he's not so bad, but I am like bad. in love with Michael Pitt. Like, he's... you know, I've heard he's notoriously very hard to work with. I and, and it doesn't surprise me. You know, it seems about right. And it sucks because it's like. I, I almost feel like the best actors are the ones who nobody wants to work with because they're a pain in the ass. Exactly. You like, know, they've just, got some sort of vision or something already in their head. Like, Marlon Brando, I think, is a big one. Right. And, yeah. you know, that, or he's he went into it and he was like, oh, I've never done this type of character before. And he's yeah. like, all right, I've done it. I don't want to do it anymore. And I think, yeah. so. Yeah, he was so, so fantastic. I love that show so much. Yeah. It's, so good. And just yeah. like, oh my God, just the the visuals of it just the cinematography just i mean i think this last season like there are a couple episodes that maybe they probably had like two pages of dialogue and it like most of it is just yeah. like this beautiful imagery <laughs> <laughs> i remember my my uh we were watching it and my fiance went up to go do something in the kitchen and he heard it come back on and he's like oh no i'm missing he's like i'm probably just missing an um, extreme close-up on a really cool thing and right. he walked in and it was exactly what he extreme close-ups <laughs> of blood trickling over crystal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with piano keys playing <laughs> oh so i mean and it is just like brian fuller because i know he did pushing daisies which mm-hmm. i wasn't that crazy about that show but i mean this is just like a whole nother level and it's one of those things where like when i first heard that hannibal they were doing a, a tv adaptation of it mm-hmm. i was not 
Right. I, I was not thinking it would be anything worthwhile. Right. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. They they did. They surprised the hell out of me because you know. Yeah. Like, how many times can we... How, what different way can we reimagine this story? Like, we've yeah. already seen, oh, like, yeah. what? There were four sequels. Yeah. I think there were, like, Silence Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and there was, I think... Manhunter. Man, yeah. Manhunter was Okay, the so there was... All right, there was another one, I think, uh, something like Young Hannibal or something. No. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, suppose... It was very... It, I don't think many people saw it, as I yeah. think it was, um, like, Hannibal's... Like origin that's... story oh really yeah oh. and it wasn't like to look at it or to it didn't feel like it was part of the rest of the hmm. of the movies and i know like I, I don't remember what it was i had the book and i read the book and yeah. it was a really good book it's it know. is it is yeah the movies i mean i just actually recently watched manhunter and loved mm. it um because that was the first i right. think that was the first uh adaptation right and I really like that. I like Science of the Lambs. I'm okay with it. I mean, it's a different variation. Uh, I saw Hannibal, the movie. Very, very strange. That's, I didn't like the movie yeah. very much. I didn't like it at all. And I was disappointed because, you know, Gary Oldman, he's like another, he's one of my favorite oh, yeah. actors. It's like, oh, yeah, this oh, would yeah. be awesome. And then that, the, yeah, it was just really weird. And I don't like Julianne Moore so much. Oh, really? She puts me to sleep. I don't I don't know what it is about her. I could see that. It's just Yeah, I can you know, see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have somehow gotten All right. So Sorry. we're going to take a break. Okay. <laughs> We've just like been talking about films and whatnot, which is cool. You know, I can talk about movies all day. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to come back and do your top 5, and I'm also going to ask you a random question from this book. Ooh. <laughs> okay. You are listening to the Rugged Angel Podcast, where our goal is to highlight women with a story to tell who live out loud or are challenging themselves on the regular. The Rugged Angel Podcast is part of the Rugged Angel Productions Network. Please check out our pop culture podcast, Down to Watch, and our podcast dedicated to the Shonda Rhimes hit TV show, Scandal, the Scandalized Podcast. All can be found at RuggedAngel.com or under Rugged Angel Productions on SoundCloud and iTunes. Now let's finish this show. going to get into the top five mm-hmm. and yours is top five movies filmed in pittsburgh yes and i have also made a list oh really yeah we'll probably have some overlaps probably oh, um okay, professor baby. i think made a list too i don't professor. know professor uh, <laughs> okay so give me your list all right so i will say um number five would be she's out of my league um which i haven't seen that one it's not the greatest film Mm -hmm. but they really i think made good use of uh some pittsburgh locations uh i think there's a scene filmed in the thunderbird okay Um, really yeah yeah the pittsburgh airport is of course like a huge huge in that movie um yeah there's a lot of great wonderful just like you know if you're I know Pittsburgh loves Pittsburgh. You're right. And I think She's Out of My League is a definitely a good, a it's good a movie It's a Pittsburgh for film. It is. And it's, it is funny. It's a sweet movie. I love Jay Burrochelle. I think he's yeah. such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very sweet movie. Um, and it's just like a fun movie to watch. Like, I think it is streaming right now. Oh, sure. is it? Yeah, I think so. If that's the case, then I'll check it out. Yeah. 
Uh, should I keep going? Yep. Or are we doing? Okay. Uh, I would say Dawn of the Dead is probably my number four. Hmm. Um, it's not my favorite zombie movie. It mm. doesn't. It doesn't scare me. I know a lot of people love, love, love Dawn of the Dead, and they're like so crazy about it. Did you see it when you were young, or no. was it? Well, more... no, no, not really. I probably didn't really. I mean, I watched it was when I was a teen. Mm. Um, and then I had to watch it because I took. Uh, we actually watched it for film classes when I was at Pitt. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it is really. It's a really, I think, very important film in terms of horror, the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Monroe Mall is such a huge, huge, Obviously. huge player. Yeah. And it's so great to see, like, there used to be an ice rink in Monroe Mall. And there used yeah. to be a weird store, it's apparently. So crazy. <laughs> animal heads. <laughs> which, apparently, that was not a real store. Oh, okay. Like, there's, there's that the scene where they go into the gun store, and it's, like, yeah. this weird African safari. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that was not a real store. They just made it up. Oh, okay. So, yeah. they thought that needed to be in the... I was like... It was like, we can't just have a gun store. We have to have like a crazy theme for it. Um, but yeah, Patton Oswalt, um, I went to see him when he came one year and He's he was so talking. Yeah. Oh, man. He was talking about when he was so excited to go to Monroeville Mall. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I thought it was going to be like Dawn of the Dead. And it's like, of course no, it's not. No, it's like There's what? Like, like 50 years later. <laughs> he was like, he was like, it was really great to go, but I was expecting to see the ice rink and everything. But um, yeah, it's just one of those movies where I think a lot of people make pilgrimages here mm-hmm. to go to the mall and to just, you know, see what was filmed. And I think that's really cool. And it is, I mean, it is a, a very subversive film. Which yeah. I like. I'm surprised that they haven't tried to... Uh, keep Mon- some aspect of monroeville mall they actually did wh- did recently. they yeah there's a footbridge oh okay yeah. wait then they i thought they were auctioning that off or something they oh you mean like in the mall yeah it was it's yeah it was in the mall up until recently <coughs> um and they actually are going to move it i think to the heinz history center oh okay yeah i think that's where they're moving it but um they were auctioning some stuff because there's that um uh, I think it's the Living Dead Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they acquired a lot of stuff from when Monroeville was renovating and stuff, and they, yeah. they got a lot of stuff. I mean, they they have like the elevator. Really? Um, yeah. It's it's huh. it's very like specific. Do they do any sort of like tours? <laughs> yeah, they do. do. They? They're on Evan City. They they were somewhere. I think they were in the mall, and they they just couldn't afford the rent, so they moved mm-hmm. out to Evan City. Oh, and okay. uh, yeah, they do a Living Dead Fest every year. Oh wow. Yeah. It's pretty big deal. Yeah, Pittsburgh loves their movie. That We're movie. So proud. Like I said, Pittsburgh loves Pittsburgh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and hey, if you're the zombie capital of the world, right? You know, embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> uh, I will say number three for me is Dark Knight Rises. Um, it's it is just a great film. Yeah. I've I've rewatched it a couple times, and it definitely holds up. Um, I love Bane. Love, love him as Bane. Just ridiculous. Um, and do we love Bane or do we love Tom Hardy? I just, I love him. I love it all. Love <laughs> no, him. the whole damn Tom Bane Hardy. Tom, <laughs> Thomas Bane Hardy. Tom MFing Bane Hardy. Um, yeah, he's he's so fantastic in that role, and I I love the character. I love the way that they. I'm not a big, I'm not a comic book nerd by any means. Mm. Um, but you know, I think I know that in the past, Bane in film has been sort of not really well portrayed. I don't think I've ever seen Bane portrayed in a f- in film at all. I don't think I knew anything about it. Yeah, or cared until I was like, oh, Tom Hardy's going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually very Bane. Actually, is featured very very briefly in one of I think it's the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. The what was that Batman uh, and Robin? Yeah, with the uh, what is he? The He's Doctor Freeze or Mister Freeze? Mister Freeze. Yeah, 
He, Bane is in that for like a second. Really? At the end, yeah. And he's huh. just a big, stupid, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb. Which apparently Bane was not at all. That's not right. the character. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's so, and I think like just, you know, seeing Heinz. And it was just like a Pittsburgh you know, like the mayor was in it and right. you had the Steelers and there's just like, you know, you can see the scene in the stadium. Scene at like, the stadium. Just, oh God. So beautifully filmed. Mm. So just like amazing. Um, you know, and it, it is like, you know, people sat in the <coughs> 90 degree heat. Right. Like having to pretend it was winter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! It just shows you like the dedication. Like people are just like, yeah, we want this to represent our city, uh, right? Um, in the Batman movie, in the Batman <laughs> movie, um, you know, and it's just so cool to see to see like this huge, huge movie that is, you know, there's so many like great shots of Pittsburgh, mm. and you know, and I just remember when it was filming here, and I have like good memories of that, um, you know, seeing the the bat that bat tank, right? Uh, and then also sitting in Oakland, yes, that was amazing. <laughs> you like there's a bat tank I, I don't know if that was really what it was but i always called it the bat tank just kind of sitting there right hanging out next to the cathedral of learning it was awesome <laughs> it was just such a like yeah and it was one of those things where like i remember my fiance would be driving back from work and it would there would act, traffic would actually be shut down a little bit because of filming yeah and he's like i don't mind I right. don't mind. <laughs> there were a couple times when I think I was going through Oakland and I got stopped because I think they were they were filming the um scene on the stairs, the fight scene oh, on the yeah, stairs. Oh yeah, that was it. I had gotten stopped uh, there and I was oh there was a time I was downtown and I was like coming from someplace and I was trying to get to my car in the garage oh, to, yeah. in the garage and I was like stopped so, like I had to stop because they were it's like and I didn't care. I was busy. Oh. I was on the lookout for Oldman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great. Um so yeah, that's another that's another big one. Uh, Adventureland is probably number two for me. Um, Adventureland is just a great movie in general. That's um, fun. Yeah, when I went to see it, I thought it was gonna be like a wacky summer comedy, uh-huh. and it actually really isn't. It's a pretty like I mean, it's not not to say that it isn't funny, mm. but it's a very different tone than I was expecting. Mm. Um, Kennywood features just beautifully in it. Yeah, um, and I think they really took advantage of some of you know when you can see um, the furnace from. From uh, that one cliffside on, uh, I'm, try- the, I'm trying to remember the scene. It was the scene where they're sitting in those sort of like abandoned, mm-hmm. like little cars, yeah, and they're smoking pot and they're just sort of talking. And then in the background, you can see the the mill and you can see the smoke billowing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, you know, it was just such, such a beautiful sort of like effective scene. Um, Pittsburgh and I, does photograph well. It does photograph fantastically well. Mm-hmm. And just seeing, you know, in the bridges, people love the bridges. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of bridges and tunnels um so uh, you know and that and i just think that is such a i just think that they did an amazing job with the i think just in terms of like enjoying the film in general mm. and just seeing how they uh, integrated the city mm. i think they did a wonderful job um and uh i'm gonna say night of the living dead it's probably number one which is probably such Solid. a given <laughs> Solid. I I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be predictable <laughs> Um, you know, it's a great, I actually watched that when I was, a, I watched it when I was a teen, had no idea it was filmed in Pittsburgh, right. absolutely no clue. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it when I was a kid and I've watched it multiple times since then, just mm. because we've actually, again, we've watched it in film classes at, at Pitt. Right. Um, 
you know, I actually watched the riff tracks of it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> which is, I don't know, people are like, I couldn't do that. I feel like <laughs> Selling, I'm, good name. <laughs> but it is like, when you watch it with the riff tracks, you do notice like, oh yeah, there's some bad acting in this movie. <laughs> well, I don't think I've seen it in my adulthood. I'm pretty sure I saw it in like junior high, but I don't yeah. think I've watched it since. It, it does, you get some different perspectives. It's bleak. I mean, it's yeah. bleak as hell at the end. But it, it's just so, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, like, oh, Night of the Living Dead. It's seminal work. <laughs> but then when you watch it with Rip Chats, you're like, let's be realistic. There's some there's some bad stuff. And even, like, Romero himself will say, like, oh, yeah, that looks like shit. Yeah. Like, he, he will say, I mean, you have to think, like, it's a very low budget film. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, I mean, call it like you said. It is what it is, man. Like, yeah. you, that's your thing. and But it worked, man. Yes, it it's got a cult-like following. Like, seriously, these people are nuts for that it movie. Is. Horror fans are a special breed. Oh, my God. Yes, they are. Yeah. They definitely are. And, like, I like my horror. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I like... I think I prefer it most of the time to, like, a lot of comedy sometimes. Um, But... Oh, yeah. I don't know that I'm that level of like you know the, the i've been to horror conventions and i'm like i know i'm not that <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like I'm uh not, I'm horror not... realm uh yeah over in the south hills i think is where it usually happens yeah horror. yeah they're usually over there and that that uh i can't remember what the hotel yeah is. but yeah those are those people i like no i am like yeah. novice in comparison yep. they're like trading and buying and selling like all these like vintage this and that and exclusive copies and of celebrities this and stuff, like yeah i was like i don't know what these people are i don't <laughs> it just i don't know why i'm here yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot i mean and i love i love i'm a big uh i'm big in movie posters i love Me movie too. poster art yeah so oh, any like i always love like a good horror movie poster yeah. um i really enjoy what they're doing now with um this minimalist movie poster art oh yeah this new craze that's that's kind of happening now yeah. and i even noticed that um there are certain there's a studio or i don't know if it's just with target but they're re-releasing a lot of movies with the minimalist artwork oh, on yeah. the cover, like the Blues Brothers or the Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's okay. even like some of the other ones, like Chronicles of Riddick, they're doing more of a cartoon, a more um, graphic novel oh, type yeah. artwork on their covers. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. It's gone through a new wave, I think, which yeah. I love. Well, yeah. an- another, like reason to make people want to buy the physical copy of the dvd because you know we're, oh, we're now does a lot with that too. yeah because yeah. we're now in like you know the download age where no yeah. one's really buying but i like actual dvds still oh yeah me too. and i just don't because i i feel weird like paying 20 bucks for something that i don't have in my hand like in the cloud <laughs> right like, yes it's out there somewhere <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> I believe it. I want to hold it. I want to touch it. I want to see it in my hands. Well, you want, it's, yeah, there's a part of you that is like, I want people to come over and look at my stuff. Yeah. There, yes. There's also that, too. It's like, look how cool. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, yeah. look at my taste in film. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at that bottom shelf. <laughs> yeah. I have some I have some weird ones. <laughs> All right. So my lists consist of um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. And, um, like when, before I moved to Pittsburgh, I kind of went on a kick of, um, watching all, a bunch of movies that were made in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and, you know, like striking distance and, uh, <laughs> we were talking about striking distance, sudden time. impact, I think. And like stuff like that. Oh, it, with the penguin. Yeah. I think yeah. it was like, or is it Sean Claude? I don't remember. That's John but, Cla- oh no. Is it Steven Seagal? Oh, geez. It may have been, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and anyway, Silence somebody. of the Lambs was one of them, and I don't think I <clears throat> had realized that it was made in Pittsburgh at that point. Um, yeah, uh, Wonder Boys. 
um, because oh jeez, I forgot about Wonder. Boys. Yeah, I mean that was it was really good. I like I enjoyed it, oh, but yeah. I also that was the that was when I got to meet Robert Downey Jr. <gasps> and I was really? like an extra on the film. No way. Yeah, um, you can probably like this. There's a scene where Michael Douglas, Tobey Maguire. I think Robert are at a table in a bar. Oh, and I think Katie yeah. Holmes is there too. Yeah, yeah. And I was a waitress. I was supposed oh. to be the waitress in there and like driving off, but like there was so much hurry up and wait that I didn't come back the second day. <laughs> so yeah. it's quite possible that you know maybe it's just like you see like my ass, like the lower half of me or something, just because <laughs> you know I just I I I couldn't do it again. I couldn't. It was such a long day. And that's the thing about filming is that filmmaking. I think that was another thing about filmmaking where I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't just sit around all day. Right to set up. Yes, that's why I don't particularly care for actual production. Like mm-hmm. I love pre and post, mm-hmm. but like actually being on set is like just it's it'll it drives me crazy. It's yeah. just way too much. Like just sitting around and doing nothing. Oh yeah. Um, perks of being a wallflower. Okay. Um, now I know a lot of people had like, I didn't even know that movie was a book. I didn't know that book existed until the movie came to film here. And it was like, all these people were talking about how much of a big deal it was to them in their lives. And I read it and I can understand how, if you read, if I had read it at 16, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it would have hit me a little more, um, at home, but I really liked the movie. Um, I thought the the actors in there were really good. There was a lot. Yeah. I love the scene where they're coming out of the tunnel, uh, yeah. the Fort Pitt tunnel. And they, you know, yeah. cause that's kind of like, that was my first impression of Pittsburgh when I moved here. Yeah. It was like, you're just coming around that bend. There's nothing really exciting. You come through the tunnel and it's like, bam, like city. So wonderful. And it's yeah. just crazy. And I enjoy that so much. And, um, there's also on the ice little scene, like, was it they're at a dance and they're dancing to, um, Come on, Eileen. And it's just really cute. Like the one boy, the lead boy is like just kind of getting into it. He's not really into it. And then the way the camera slowly creeps up on him and he's like, finally he lets it loose. And it's just, that just makes my heart warm when I see that. I think Hollywood theater also features pretty prominently. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually on the board at the time that, um, that was being filmed and I, and the screening here, I think they screened it at the Hollywood and um, Stephen Chbosky came and um, like he was a super cool guy. He was really nice to like everybody that was there and like all these and I'm, you know, watching all these kids like come up to him and young adults or maybe just come up and like tell them these sob stories about how his book saved their lives or gave them such like a deeper perspective. And it's just it was really touching to see that, like how much that impacted so many people and something I'd never even heard of before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Warrior, speaking of Tom oh, Hardy. Oh, jeez. Man, I'm forgetting a lot. <laughs> and I think, I just realized, I think I just really like boxing movies. Because uh, that, uh, is a, that is a movie. But that is such Oof. a good film. Yeah. Like, it was very well done. And, um, yeah, and I enjoy watching Tom Hardy just do just about anything, really. I mean, just um, with him and, is it Joe or uh, Edgerton? I forget what the guy's name is. I always the other forget guy. his name. Because I always remember him from, um, he was in Smoking Aces with Jeremy Piven. Oh, wow. And he was like, 
just like a th- kind of a throwaway character because he was like yeah. a, he was like the dumb Russian bodyguard oh, for really? for Jeremy Piven, <laughs> and um, that's the first thing that I had ever seen him in, and that's what it always that's what always comes to my that's mind so when I see funny. him. I haven't watched that movie in so long. Um, yeah, Joel Edgerton. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's it's like him and Nick Nolte and Tom Hardy. I think were just, and then of course like that national song at the end, and everybody weeps. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was I yeah, I really enjoy that film. Yeah. <laughs> and um Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Just because I mean, that is an excellent an excellent uh Batman film. Mm-hmm, the only um like I I love the second one more, the one with the Joker. Oh yeah. I forget what that one was called. That, I think it's just called The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, yeah. yeah. But you know, and Bane was a great addition and I loved mm-hmm. um watching I, I guess I don't know like I'm not a really big I didn't read a lot of comic books either so I'm yeah. assuming that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is supposed to be Robin or something in that that was yeah that was definitely the assumption yeah yeah and um, I guess uh Tom Hardy came up with the voice of Bane like he found some rando guy on YouTube or something yeah. and like he was teaching something he was like I, I think Bane should talk like this guy well it's funny because like he uh Christopher Nolan didn't really want him for the part really and he said, well, you're very handsome. You wouldn't want your face covered, right? And Tom Hardy was like, no. I, it's like, I'm an actor. I want to do this. I'm a professional. <laughs> I didn't want his face covered, but, you know. You he looks He was so big. <laughs> oh, so amazing. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I just, I adore him. I think no. he's wonderful. Yeah. He's just a great actor. I enjoy watching him. Oh, and yeah. he's also funny. Like, I've seen him do some comedic stuff. Like, some movie with uh, maybe Chris Pine. Oh yeah, I know you're this means about. war. Yeah, <laughs> so so funny. <laughs> All right, so we're mm-hmm. going to get into this random question. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Which would be easiest for you to become addicted to? Oh jeez. Money, success, power, sex, alcohol, drugs, work. Or TV. Um. Oh wow, that's a lot. I would say. Hmm. Work or TV. I think it would be work between work and TV. Actually, weirdly enough, I think um, they kind of blend together for you. I do. Yeah, I would actually say TV a little bit um, because I am definitely I was a TV kid. Yeah, I I watched a lot of TV growing up. Binge watching before binge watching was cool. Mm-hmm. That I was def- my thing too. I was definitely I was, a TV kid. And not even stuff I wanted to watch. You know, if it was on TV, I would watch it. Yeah, like you know, we would go through those periods where we didn't have cable, or then we do have cable, and then oh, like yeah. you know when we had like HBO, you know, like the summer that you know Romancing the Stone would be on like every other or like oh my god. Like, uh, red sonia or red dawn or something like that yeah. and i've seen those movies numerous times just oh, yeah. because they were on and i would just and i would watch them oh there's movies I, I was actually talking about a movie last night that i was like i have watched this movie multiple times i have no idea why i think it was just because it happened to be on hbo when i was like 15 and i was right. like shit it's on I might as well watch it it was baby's kids oh my God. i have probably seen that movie five times and i do not like it I do not think it's a good movie. Oh my god! But I was god. like, well, I don't know. I'm home from school. I guess I'll watch Baby's Kids because it's on. <laughs> That's not a good movie. It's yeah. a terrible movie. It's not funny. It's horrible. Holy shit! So I, I would have to say TV because there's definitely points like today we were watching. Uh, we were catching up on um, 
uh, Amy Schumer, mm. and uh, like I, I was like, oh, you want to watch? You know, we watched two episodes, and I was like, you want to watch another one? Watch another one. And my so fiance easy. was like, I can't. I just can't look at the TV anymore. And I, I would <laughs> like, say TV. Like, I, I would. will be here then. Watch <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's very simple. Like I could definitely see myself like when I letting a whole day go by just like watching. Oh yeah. Whatever is on. Such a pacifier. I mean, for a long time for me, I think it was just like a pacifier, like mm. just sitting. And now it's like I can kind of work while I'm watching TV. Yeah. Because I'm just like on my laptop. And uh, Kitchen Nightmare is another one. <gasps> I love Kitchen Nightmares. I know. I can watch <laughs> Kitchen Nightmare like all day long, and it's really bad. I do hit a. I do. I will say I do hit a wall. Mm-hmm. I will hit a wall where I'm like I have to get up and move around. I'm getting like stir crazy. Right. Um, we, there's definitely been times where like my fiance and I have sat and watched like five hours worth of supernatural. I just um, started watching that. Did you really? Yeah. Oh geez. I think I'm like almost done with the first season. We mainlined it <laughs> for a good, I would say we finished, let's see, nine seasons in like six months. Oh really? Yeah. We would Damn. watch like five episodes a day. Oh my God. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That is a lot. It was bad. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the only time where he was like made an exception for like sitting and <laughs> being glued to the television for that long. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, and there are times when I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. I'm not know why I'm watching this. Yeah. I don't really. This isn't fun. Or I'm like, I realize that I have like been sitting there and haven't even been paying attention to what's going on on the TV for like the last 15 minutes. And I'll have to like rewind it. And, yeah. Yeah. It's there. pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, well, well, where can the people find you, your blog and all that jazz? Steel Cinema mm-hmm. is on WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, you just Google Steel Cinema? Yeah, Steel Cinema. Uh, be careful because this is a funny story. Uh, I won't take too much more time, but uh, my my fiance, when I when I launched the the site, he mm-hmm. thought it was a website. Mm-hmm. He didn't think it was a blog. So and you so just I put was- in SteelCity.com or Steel Cinema? Yeah, I do have the domain. I do have the domain. I don't know why I haven't used it yet. Um, but so I I launched it and I said, "Hey, I launched my blog today." He's like, "That's great." He's like, "I want to look it up." So I come home and he was like, "I need to show you something." So apparently there is a site called Steel Cinema that is a website that is it is called Punished Heroin Porn. What? Yes. Yes. What? What is what does that even mean? It is like insane. Punished heroin porn. It is basic. It looks like someone filmed it in their garage. It is not explicit. It is women wearing like literally like stuff you could get at like the Spirit Halloween store, <laughs> like the most generic looking superhero costumes, like Wonder Woman costume, oh, Supergirl oh, costume, heroin, not heroin, Her- <laughs> not heroin, like not the needle <laughs> heroin, not heroin porn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Punish heroin porn is basically like, and it's basically these women like, hey, you stop. And it'll be a guy in like a really cheesy, like hamburglar robber costume. Oh and then she'll pretend. And it's like really, really, really bad stage punching. Like, eh, eh, eh. And then the guy will like overcome her <laughs> and then she'll overcome him. And that's the end of the, that's the end. Oh my God. And it is. And I'm like, oh my God. I have to change. So why is it called Steel Cinema? I have no idea. Oh my god! I mean, people buy these movies. (laughs) They look terrible. (laughs) They are made in someone's garage. Can you imagine if you turned into a nonprofit and then somebody Googled that? 
That's what I'm like I've about. warned people in the past, and I I don't know what's I I think my domain name was like still cinema pgh. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have to use it, but like I was just like, oh no, what do I tell people? That's awful. So I'm always like, it's on WordPress. Don't <laughs> right, WordPress. Oh my god. So you can find me anyway. Long story short, you can find me on Steel Cinema at WordPress. <laughs> um, you can also find Steel Cinema on um, uh, tw- Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's Steel Cinema PGH, mm-hmm. and you can also find me on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Media Waltz. Media Waltz. Media Waltz. Yes. W A L T Z. So. Um, so yeah, yeah. Cool things. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, talking with me. I um, enjoyed getting to know you. I enjoyed getting to know you as well. And I know. Um, we'll be doing, you know, in the future, we're going to be doing a podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yes. Uh, Murder by Numbers, I think, yes. is my, my movie. That is your movie. I have to rewatch so. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely have to as well. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. This has been a Rugged Angel production.